0: Welcome to another episode of Disney Versus. This is the podcast where we have animated discussions about animated movies. I'm Tori.
1: Hi, I'm Grace.
0: If you are new to the show, welcome. What we do on this show is we take different Disney and Pixar movies and properties and we rank them in a March Madness style bracket and we uh, talk about and eliminate them until we have a true re- true winner. True winner. He
1: added and properties.
0: Yep we're going through a rebrand right now today we are having an animated discussion about short films if you didn't read the uh the title of the episode we are doing a disney shorts bracket
1: yeah i'm a little salty about where some of these uh lined up just saying
0: it i mean i'll get into i'll get into it in the explanation but it's very i was very mathematical about it it's very fair how have you been, Grace? It's been a minute since we've convened audio uh, with audio.
1: Audio, audio things. Uh, I'm good. I finished my first year of grad school, so that feels Ooh. good. Did the thing. And I've been on COVID tour 2020, so I spent <laughs> a month in Texas and I've been in Indianapolis for a month, cohabitating with family and friends. And That's been nice.
0: Cool. What about Thank you? you. I have done nothing but work. I live in the great nation of Texas where everything is going crazy. I was out of work for about a month and then I was back at work uh, since the end of April. So it's been depressing and scary and overall exhausting without getting Mm -hmm. into messy details. But Mm -hmm. keeping, keeping in high spirits, for those of you who were there who were listeners we had a trivia night in about a month ago almost exactly a month ago uh in june that was a lot of fun thank you for everyone who showed up via zoom to uh participate the winner for that night was john pickett he and then he defended his title the next week in the hard trivia quiz and Carrie from uh, Faith, Trust, and Pixie Dust uh, won that night. And man, that was a hard test. That was a hard trivia quiz that I put together.
1: It was very hard. It was too hard for me.
0: Yeah. It was fun though. I'm thinking of doing another one. Uh, I don't think I'm gonna make it as hard, but I think I may branch out into other things because that was just a Disney and Pixar animated quiz and I may bring in some other stuff because it's because it, I think it's become necessary to branch out into other properties for the sake of yeah content.
1: Did you you of course watch Hamilton? Are we going to talk about Hamilton?
0: Of course. Uh, how many times have you watched Hamilton? Tell me Only honestly.
1: once. Only once. I was camping uh, the weekend it came out, so okay. I watched it once when we got back. Um, and it's it's long.
0: I've, only, I've also only watched it once because I was on the road when, when it came out and I was, didn't want to watch it with family. I actually watched it with a friend of mine uh, Thursday night. I mean, I've, I've already seen it live,
1: uh, not Show with up. the original
0: cast, of course. I mean, it's, it's a, honestly, I enjoyed watching it with the original cast on Disney+, and I enjoyed seeing it live. Because you get to see more.
1: Mm -hmm.
0: Heather and I were up in the balcony. I mean, you could see some of the stuff, but you couldn't see all of the stuff. And Mm -hmm. this is a, you know, multi-camera production that they put on Disney+. So it's very enjoyable.
1: I was surprised. So I didn't know that much about the movie going into it. Like, I didn't know how it was going to be done. And I liked it for the most part. I loved that. Like, I'm incredibly familiar with the soundtrack. And so I was feeling like I don't know if I'm going to like this as much if it's not exactly like what I what I've heard. Right. Um, But I found that I got a lot more of the nuance and um, comedy from watching it live. Like there's a lot that happens on stage that just doesn't come across on audio. Mm -hmm. That's really funny and adds color. One thing that was really disappointing to me was Wait For It is my favorite song from the album. And in the movie, the audio, I mean, it's such it's such a hard thing to record, right? And there there are so many different points of sound and harmonies. Um, it's got to be such an incredibly difficult thing to record uh, because of all the different harmonies all across the stage, but I felt like that was the one where it didn't quite line up right and didn't quite hit like all of the other songs and so I, I think I need to watch it again. I was super impressed with the rewind part of Satisfied. I thought that was so cool. But aside from that, I don't know, I liked it. That was good.
0: I feel the same way. Uh, well, not mm-hmm. about wait for it, but the thing I enjoyed the most was all the stuff that you don't get from the, uh, from just listening. Cause there's a lot of stuff that's going on around the scene. That you mm-hmm. clearly don't get. Uh, something that I noticed that I loved, it's not in the uh the cast recording, but when John Lawrence dies, mm-hmm. Hamilton gets his letter from him. And I've seen, I've seen it live and I've seen it as a bootleg. But something that I didn't notice both of those times was he gets the letter, and then you see. Lafayette and Mulligan behind him, mm-hmm. on the rafters, reading the same, reading the letter as well,
1: mm-hmm. and
0: that's so smart because if it was a movie, if it was a movie, you would have a voiceover reading the letter, and you would see and you would see fading or montage of the three characters getting the letter over voiceover, and mm-hmm. that's basically what that was.
1: Mm-hmm. They did it a few times um, because mm-hmm. there was once when. Uh Angelica was reading something in the background on the rafters that was happening in the in the foreground.
0: We might have to do a separate Hamilton episode because yeah we, we could we could talk for thirty we could we could have general banter about just Hamilton for thirty minutes
1: Just Hamilton easily yeah yeah, yeah, it was good stuff. It made I mean, me happy. I was really excited to come come back to it,
0: yeah. I got to be a guest on, speaking of Faith, Trust, and Pixie Dust, uh, I got to be a guest on their podcast. The episode came out this week, but uh, we uh, we talked during trivia night, and we got something uh, set up to do a crossover, and we talked about the Muppet movie in preparation for, after this bracket that we're working on with the Disney shorts, we are going to be doing a Muppet bracket. And uh, I don't know, I don't know which of them will be on the episode for which movies, but they've expressed interest in being a part of that and doing a crossover with us. So
1: Um, I will assure you that um, Muppet Treasure Island and Muppet Christmas Carol will be there.
0: Oh, I have some thoughts. Grace hasn't seen the brackets done. Grace hasn't seen it yet.
1: I haven't I, looked at it yet.
0: I already have some thoughts on how this will go, and uh, it, it'll be fun. That's all I will say. During the pandemic, is there anything else that you've been watching besides Hamilton? Because I know I've been watching Gargoyles on Disney Plus.
1: <gasps> oh my gosh, I used to love that show. No, I haven't. Um, since I've been, let's see, when I was in Seattle, I was watching Hawaii Five O and New Girl, and I think I'm four seasons into each of both of those and then um since i've been in indianapolis i've been watching gray's anatomy so nothing nothing disney property
0: well technically gray's is because it's abc but that's
1: true oh my gosh are we gonna do a gray's bracket i'm so there for it no
0: no i am not going to binge watch 15 seasons of gray's anatomy
1: I can, just, I can just give you the highlight. I mean, okay.
0: I mean, if you want to run that, I'll put the I'll put the bracket together. And just we could
1: do sixteen seasons of Disney versus based on a bracket on one bracket a, a season. Probably... Y'all, it took me it took me three years to get Tori and on board with doing a Marvel bracket. Three years, just saying. It might happen. It's probably going to be another year. But... Who knows? Who okay. knows.
0: So let's go ahead and get into the bracket. We're doing the first half of this bracket today, just like we did with the uh, the song bracket that we did a couple of months ago. Uh, we have, overall we have, how many did I pick? We have 18 shorts, because I couldn't just narrow it down to 16. I picked 18 that were really high class and high quality and they're mixes of Um, award winners Uh, if if a if a disney pixar short and the cutoff was i think i stopped at for disney shorts i stopped at the 2000s looking at disney short you get stuff all the way back from you know the 1920s and the
1: 1930s oh weren't going
0: back that far but uh pixar shorts anything was fair game because you know they've been making they've only been making shorts since 1985 so it's a lot less to pick from. Oscar winners automatically made the bracket. I think I think it happened. All the nom- all the Pixar nominees made the bracket. Number one seeds have the highest IMDb score. Okay. And I think I went from there. I think the way it played out, I just went to IMDb and was like, okay, what are the top ones? It's like great. I want to pick all these anyway because they're either nominees or winners. And then picked from the uh, the Spark Shorts, I picked the top two, the highest IMDb score from the Spark Shorts, and the highest two from the Project Short Circuit mm-hmm. that is on Disney Plus. Um, if you want to watch along with us, all of these shorts are either on Disney Plus or on Netflix. Because in the part two, we'll be talking about uh, Feast and Paperman. Those are the only two that are not on Disney+.
1: I was surprised at some, as I was scrolling through Disney+, and looking at all of the different shorts, and like trying to find the ones that were on our bracket, I was surprised at some of the ones that you passed up. Um, so it's interesting hearing about how you made the bracket, because there's some mm-hmm. I was like, oh, that one's so good though. Um, but this makes more sense.
0: There were some that like, I just, I was just like, okay, this one, and this one, and this one, and this one. And then how does this list look? and I had to rank it somehow, and then I just went by IMDB score to figure out seeding. The way it works is we have a play-in round, which is an eight seed versus a nine seed, and the winner faces the one seed.
1: All of these are on Disney+. Plus.
0: And so okay. our, f- our first play-in is going to be Jinghua versus Hair Jitsu.
1: So Jinghua is about a grieving martial artist uh, paying tribute to her recently departed teacher by creating a painted world using a magical form of kung fu. What did you think about this one?
0: I thought it was very beautiful. This is probably my favorite of the short circuit shorts. Uh, the short what
1: shorts? Short, oh, short circuit. Okay. The
0: short the set of yeah. the it's called I think it's called Project Short Circuit. And it's yeah. a it's a set of 14 shorts that were done just by in-house animators at Disney,
1: I I thought this was really beautiful. I um, and unique to use a kind of watercolor technique um, using graphics. I thought that was really cool. I loved the the visual of of using ink as blood spatter.
0: I like the I calligraphy it really cool. of it too. Like when they started bleeding yeah. ink, it just looked very, um,
1: very graphic. Yeah.
0: And I love the the kung fu of it all Mm -hmm. like it's very it's like it's it's very chill and it's like you're watching someone I thought it was someone training and then like I I watched all of these the newer ones I watched twice Mm -hmm. and like the older ones I only watched once because you know you've seen them so many times but this Mm -hmm. one is like the first time it's like okay are they training is it what is it and it's like oh it's a tribute.
1: Yeah, I was, I was kind of thinking as it was going, and I wasn't really sure if the message was about action, giving clarity as she's, as she's doing these things, she's seeing the world around her or creating the world around her. But the abrupt kind of ending, um, I think, yeah, I think you're right about it being a tribute to her loved one.
0: It's very meaningful that she starts with nothing around her and it's like she's, mm-hmm. she's painting, and I mm-hmm. thought, is it, you know, about creation or, you know, I think it, I think it's open to interpretation because it's like she's through, uh, again, it comes back to being a tribute and it's, you know, creating this world and in, mm-hmm. in paying respects to a former master. And mm-hmm. I like it. The music is very emotional and it's impactful. And the fact that they're, you know, bleeding out, it looks like the person is bleeding out of her hands mm-hmm. with ink and something that I'm going to take into account with all of these shorts is what I want to see this not so much this story blown up into a movie what I want to see this art style as an entire movie
1: oh okay that's not interesting so I just watched this with the two girls I'm staying with and they created whole um ranking systems um they're not recording with us today but um, so I thought it was interesting because that's normally my style to create a rubric sort mm-hmm. of thing, but with Disney versus, I tend to be a little more fluid. But theirs were based on sound and visual and storytelling and like all of the things that we normally talk about with full-on um films. And I found that with these, this is much more about how the stories pull at my heartstrings in some way, or or how effectively they get um the message across in a short period of time yeah so yeah, i like this one
0: like i said i would love to see this in a movie or as a video game just have this be the mm-hmm. entire art style because i mean yeah. you automatically think mulan but mulan's arts this art style in mulan didn't really go past the opening title mm-hmm. and i think yeah. it i think this would do i mean it, it doesn't have to be this story i think the having this art style would be very good for if they chose to to do an entire movie and it doesn't have to be a far eastern story it kind of lends to it but mm. seeing this calligraphy style of art in an entire movie would be very impressive it's expensive yeah. too probably but definitely impressive to see
1: yeah on to hair jitsu
0: yeah uh hair jitsu is about a young girl who faces off against an evil hairdresser as she goes through imaginative lengths to avoid her first haircut this was so
1: cute. <laughs> I um, I honestly wasn't as impressed with this one. I like this one way more at the end, once it was finished. But I think I I wasn't particularly inspired by the look of it, the look and feel of it. Mm-hmm. Um, but I do like the general idea of, of kind of doing whatever it takes to avoid a haircut. Mm-hmm. Um, but aside from that, it didn't make me think or feel too much.
0: I I like the simplicity of the story, how a girl, like you can tell the girl is into, you know, karate and martial arts and Kung Fu. And mm-hmm. it kind of gave me a Doug vibe, like the, the cartoon Doug.
1: Mm-hmm. And
0: she sees the, the barber, the hairdresser, and she kind of freaks out and goes into her own world, just like Doug would always do whenever he felt anxious about something or would face a problem. Mm-hmm. And then she realizes i mean it was a it's a great little short story about like you know something that it's like it seemed like all that happened in her head during the haircut Mm -hmm. but she kind of she kind of failed to prevent it because it's you know she's expecting the worst
1: yeah, I, I I did like that that it kind of skipped over the actual haircut part, and then at the end it was like, oh, it was all in her head, and, mm-hmm. and frequently like things are way worse in our heads than we think they are, and they end up being in real life. Oh
0: yeah, as far as oh. the animation goes, it kind of reminded me of Meet the Robinsons and Ratatouille.
1: Mm-hmm. Yeah.
0: With a little bit of Kim Possible thrown in because the little girls were redhead.
1: Yeah, and I felt not so much Ratatouille, but um i think meet the robinson's and Kim possible i can see that not rougher edge like sharper edges not so rounded and shiny i guess yeah
0: they look less realistic
1: so of these which one did you like more
0: even though the story is a lot more defined in hair jitsu i like jinghua a lot more because of like that, that art is gorgeous, mm-hmm. and the music just it's so uh, it's so intense and emotional. Mm-hmm. And even though it's also shorter, I think Jinghua was a lot more impactful of a short than a hair jitsu.
1: Yeah, I think so too. I think and I like that it's open to interpretation. I thought it was beautiful, mm-hmm. um, and it was it was heart wrenching. It was emotional. Um, so that one definitely wins for me. So Jinghua is going against Piper now, is that right?
0: Yes, let's, let's wait on Piper. Let's come back to Piper so we're not talking immediately about Jinghua.
1: Okay, so next up we're talking about Presto versus Float. Presto is about a stage magician's rabbit who gets into a magical onstage brawl against his neglectful guardian with two magic hats. And uh, this one was an Oscar nominee.
0: Yes, it was released in twenty. 2008.
1: It, it was released in two
0: thousand eight. Twenty oh eight. Uh, in front of Wally. Ugh. Wally was so great. I haven't watched that movie in a while.
1: Yeah, I I was trying to remember what this was. for all of these. I was trying to remember what they were in front of for the ones I knew that came in front of movies, and um, this one has always held a place in my heart. And I gotta be honest, um, watching it again. It's been a long time since I have watched it. And it was still sentimental, but I think after watching, this was one of the, the, well, this was in the middle of my day today. So I watched all the entire bracket today. Yeah. Um, and this was at the halfway point. And um, so I'd already watched some of my favorite shorts. And i was surprised that this didn't rise higher for me. I was surprised that I didn't feel as strongly about it, um, but it did really remind me of Looney Tunes. There. This kind of slapstick quality to it, and even the music is kind of a a nod to Looney Tunes. I think
0: I wrote that down in my notes too, and I said this is basically a Bugs Bunny cartoon. It's, yeah, I could, I could see all of this. I I could see Bugs doing all of this. Just
1: yeah, he'd probably
0: He probably talk more, but like, what is the um, cartoon where? What is it? It's not What's Opera, Doc. It's the one where he he plays the conduct he, he plays the conductor.
1: Yeah, uh, and the, I don't uh, know what they're called, but they're definitely there's like when he's in the opera.
0: Yeah, no, it's it's not an opera. It's just the singer, like there's a singer oh, okay. who who is his neighbor who's rehearsing and bugs is you know playing random instruments and it's interrupting mm-hmm. the singer, so the singer's just like breaking all of his stuff and he goes to the he goes to the performance that night just to you know screw with him and it's hilarious and it's just like this this cartoon Mm
1: -hmm.
0: and there's also like the the daffy duck cartoon where they're playing on stage and he wants bugs to hit the uh you know the dynamite key it's it's all looney tunes yeah it's a it's an interesting idea and the sorcerer's apprentice hat is basically the magic hat Uh uh and something i noticed is that the opening font is the same as MGM Tom and Jerry cartoons.
1: Oh, huh. When Amber and I visited Pixar two years ago, um, I sent Heather and Tori, and I got one for myself too, Presto Bunny posters. And I still need to get mine framed and find a home for it, but it makes me happy. It's an odd size.
0: I have to measure it so I can go to Walmart and find a frame because their frames are very, uh, they're easy to put pictures pictures and posters in. Do
1: you want to talk about float?
0: Float is about a father who's disco- who discovers that his son can float. And he uh, kind of shelters his kid based on what everybody else thinks. And he learns to, you know, later on, he learns to appreciate his son for who he is. Uh, did you watch the, this is another uh, Spark short. This is a Spark short from 2019. It's a Pixar Spark short. Did you watch mm-hmm. the featurette on this?
1: Mm -mm.
0: there's a behind the scenes for this and basically this uh short is about the director's relationship with his son the the beginning of the director's relationship with his son who is autistic
1: i wrote that in my notes i was wondering if this was a nod to autism
0: yes it's it's specifically about his son's autism but the act of floating in the movie Mm -hmm. or sorry in the short can be a stand-in for almost anything you know
1: anything that sets you apart from everyone else yeah
0: anything that makes you different or anything that could you know have the neighbors you know oh look at what's up with that kid you know Mm -hmm. and I think I think this is beautiful it looks it looks great and it's a very uh it's a very striking story and it's, and it's great, not for just parents, but for like people in the world who mm-hmm. regularly come across someone who is air quotes different.
1: I noticed in this and I I've seen this before. It's been a long time. I think I've only seen it once before and I noticed then too, but this is another Pixar short. This is, this one is Pixar. Right?
0: This one is Pixar. Yeah. I
1: thought. Um, this is another Pixar production that features some really diverse adults. Um, we see all sorts of different people of color. We see different family situations um, in this particular family. We don't see a mother figure throughout the entire thing. And I think that's that's something Pixar does really well and continues to do um, is show different sorts of couples and family units um, in all different styles because families come in all different. Types.
0: I don't want to speak kind of generally, but I think Pixar generally is a good barometer for their diversity levels. I mean, a lot of their a lot of their characters are either animal or animals or objects. Have you seen the trailer for Soul? Yes. I am very excited for Soul because it
1: looks I'm like super excited.
0: It looks like Nick Williams is the star of a Pixar movie, so I can't I can't wait.
1: I hadn't even thought about that yet, but yes, you're right. You're absolutely right. for For those listening who did not go to UNT, Nick Williams. It was he now works in Australia because uh, he's amazeballs balls. Uh, but Nick Williams was our band director in college, and he's awesome. And we love him.
0: And he's also African American, so he's the, also. But I'm excited for Soul. But that's a float. I like the dad's journey because it's relatable for some a lot of parents who. Have kids who are, you know, autistic or have some kind of air quotes disability. Or if you've seen in the news le- uh, recently, the basketball player Dwayne Wade, his child is transgender. Like his son is now his daughter. Mm-hmm. And it's for, you know, he and he accepted his child with open arms. And this mm-hmm. kind of shows a little bit of how that could have been. I love the beginning of this short because the father, you see when the baby first starts floating and flying. I'm going to keep saying floating. (laughs) The baby keeps floating and at the beginning, the father is so amazed and you see the joy in his face and then you see him look at his neighbors and you see his neighbor's reaction and instantly that joy is gone because what will the neighbors think? And he kind of pulls the child in and goes in the house and you know his joy is gone and the inside of the house it shows it's dark the curtains are drawn and the father just looks disheveled and stressed and it it's a very telling it's very, the symbolism is very telling that he's let how he thinks everyone around him will view his child ruin any joy that he could have gotten he can get from his child
1: mm-hmm. oh this that's one was heavy Oh, it was. There are a few in here and, the, and this mix that that are heavy and not necessarily happy. Um, and I wouldn't consider most of this one. It, it has a happy ending, but it's heartbreaking for it most of it. Mm-hmm. I think that's, uh, Amber was asking as we were watching, she's like, why do people make shorts? I was thinking about that. And like, of course, it's a really general question, but um, I think one of the reasons we're so impressed with these and why we love them so much is because they can take us on such an emotional journey in such a a small period of time. Mm -hmm. All of these are around or less than five minutes. Um, And so for us to be in this case, in awe and amazement and then absolutely heartbroken and then feel love and joy and all in five minutes, like that's, that's a, however a roller coaster to be taken on. And that's
0: very good storytelling. Yeah. Because it's very easy to miss the point in five minutes and to just get, you know, just surface level.
1: I think that's one of the things I think of is these aren't just surface level. These are and especially as we get further into some of these, some of these have some dark, deep ideas and complex, really complex problems. And most of them don't have words. It's great storytelling. We're watching great storytelling.
0: I think I'm gonna go ahead and pick Float, obviously. I think Float is the <sighs> is is Float is definitely the winner here for me. Oscar nominee or not. Sorry, Presto.
1: Yeah, Presto holds a special place in my heart, but watching it this time around, float definitely won for me. Um, I think it's such a incredible journey to be taken on. It's a beautiful story. And it's 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 a pretty short too. Mm-hmm. So next up we have Partly Cloudy versus Lava. Partly Cloudy is about a cloud who specializes in creating dangerous babies and his relationship with the stork that delivers those dangerous babies.
0: What do you think about this
1: one? I had I had seen this before, I'd forgotten about it, and I felt so sad. I loved, like, I, all three of us, as we were watching, laughed out loud the first time one of the clouds electrocuted the bundle to create uh, an animal. I, I think it's very clever. I also was thinking, as this one cloud is is creating all of these dangerous animals, I was thinking, well, someone's got to do the dirty work. Like, someone's got to do that. Like That's those-
0: exactly what I thought.
1: And, and I... It made me happy that he took joy in that. Um, he took, he had pride for doing his job. He was good at his job. He was really great at making alligator babies mm-hmm. and shark babies. But that doesn't mean it's it's easy for his companions.
0: As you as you see in the short, all the other clouds are making you know human, cute human babies and kittens and puppies. And there's that one dark cloud that has to make you know rams and like you said, electric eels and sharks and crocodiles and everything and porcupines. That was funny, because it, it looks like a sheep and then it gets electrified and then nope, it's a porcupine.
1: And like I was starting to feel sad for the stork, and then the cloud just breaks down and starts crying, which of course is a a thunderstorm. And I was just like, This is so it like this is creative and also I feel so bad, but also this guy needs to have more awareness for his friend.
0: <laughs> yeah. So I, I tried to take some kind of message away from all of these and I landed on like this is about friendship, how the stork is like, ah, this sucks. I, I want to do what they're doing. I want to, you know, have the cute animals and I don't want to I don't want to be hurt all the time. But, you know, this is my friend. And, you know, friendship isn't always convenient or glamorous or flashy. Mm-hmm. Uh I thought it I, I felt bad for the cloud because first he was pissed and then he was, you know, sad. And that's how it bees like that sometimes, you know. Cause yeah. but then his, but then the start came back and it was they but were all chummy. Again. Mm-hmm.
1: Yeah, I wrote friendship in capital letters with an underline. Um because that's that's exactly what it is. It's not always easy and someone's gotta do the dirty work and you mm-hmm. gotta support your people who do the dirty work. Mm-hmm. So yeah, I like it. I was I was
0: a fan. This is also kind of Looney Tunes level for me because I I think I've seen something like that in Looney Tunes where it's yeah. you know, a weird character who loves the, their weirdness, but the other friend is like, hey, I'm getting hit with, you know, anvils and pies and stuff. But, you know, we're cool anyway. Mm-hmm. Uh, this was also from 2009 and it was released with Up.
1: I think maybe that's why I haven't seen this more is because I am not a huge fan of Up. I've only seen Up a few times.
0: This is going up against Lava, 2014 short that was released with Inside Out. Uh, Lava (laughs) is a love story that takes place over a million years, inspired by the beauty of tropical islands and the allure of ocean volcanoes. I'm going to get my unpopular opinion out of the way
1: don't you dare
0: this was not my this was never one of my favorite shorts and i think i take a lot of personal baggage into it i i'll put that on front street but watching it this time i kind of softened a little bit i think that's really all i can say like it's a very sweet and chill and sugary you know schmaltzy song kind of cliche it's a love song so i mean there's a there's a box that it fits in
1: I will say I uh, every time I watch this, I love it. This time I was less in love with it, I think, because I was watching all of these in one go. But every time he says, I want someone to lava, like the first time I hear that every time, I just I just chuckle, like it makes me so happy. <laughs> it's just so silly. It's uh it's a love cry. Like it's it's cute. I think it's a good song.
0: I think what rubbed me the wrong way was the forced pun for the sake of a rhyme.
1: It's clever. It's about volcanoes.
0: I get it. I get it. They're volcanoes. I got it. <laughs> what do volcanoes have? Lava. What sounds like lava? Lava. Lava. I, I got it.
1: Lava. Got it. <laughs> I thought it was cute. Yeah. I'm not, okay, a, so, I'm not but... a
0: loveless miser at all.
1: Don't be bitter. This time we're both bitter. Okay. <laughs> um. So, lava versus partly cloudy. What you choosing? This one's tough because I try to
0: keep my bias out of lava. <laughs> this is really tough. This is probably one of the toughest ones of yeah. the of the, for me anyway.
1: I think I've actually swapped my answer for this one. Um. I think before I would have picked lava. I think the song is really cute. But I love the story behind partly cloudy, and I love kind of the clever ways we they personified clouds and showing how clouds would show emotion. <laughs> I don't know I like the story better for partly cloudy. I think
0: I thought it was funny. One of the clouds that looked like the, the way their hair hair air quotes hair looks looks like one of them had rollers mm-hmm. in their hair.
1: Uh huh.
0: <laughs> and it, it, again, it's the way they personify clouds is really funny. I gotta give Lava its props though. This is before Moana, but it looks mm-hmm. as good as Moana does because the way they start it, it's you know that you start in the ocean and then you go, you're going around the island before he even starts singing. And then there's the volcano work. And when the volcano actually re erupts, it erupts in the shape of a heart. Again, all of this is on the nose.
1: I could have done less with the hearts. Like you could have left out all of the dolphin imagery and heart imagery, and I would have been fine.
0: Yeah, I know people are going to hate me, but I think I'm going to go with partly cloudy over lava, even though it's it's clearly it's a fan favorite. It's even in the book of Disney songs for piano that I have.
1: Uh, I'm going to go with partly cloudy as well. If I like the the story. It's a little a little more fleshed out. Next up is Jerry's game versus for the birds. And this is the one when I was looking at the bracket that I was like, are you kidding me?
0: Oh, because they're against each other?
1: Jerry's Game, released in 1997 uh, with A Bug's Life. Jerry sets up a chess game to play his greatest opponent himself. I love this one. This is one of my favorites. It. It's still... I, I think it's still... I don't think my opinion of this changed at all. Um, I love how... This short kind of sets up this romantic setting with kind of a a French park vibe and chess and but so I love the kind of romantic vibe that this game is set up with. and and I love the journey it takes you on um, mm-hmm. and how it makes you forget that he's playing himself. How about you?
0: I, I agree with you. It's a very romantic setting, and it get you see it starts out to be very serious. And then it gets incredibly silly. I love mm. it. It's, it's oddly satisfying because of, you know, it's setting you up for something else and then it slams you into something incredibly silly. I really, I was watching this and I'm like, it, is vi- it would be very easy to recreate this in real life.
1: Yeah, it, it would. Um, okay, so I hadn't thought about that. Who plays Jerry?
0: Um, ooh, um, Alan Arkin. He's Alan Arkin. Alan Arkin is the Alan Arkin. Oh, okay, or... yeah. Yeah, he's the. He is from what? What's something recent that he was in?
1: Uh,
0: What's something Disney related? Wasn't he in Rocket Man? Oh, sorry, the Rocketeer.
1: I don't know. He was in Argo, uh, Edward Hands, The Muppets as a tour guide.
0: Oh yeah, he does the tour at. Muppet Studios when Walter and company go.
1: He's been out a lot. Yeah. Mine is Matthew McConaughey because he can pull off the crazy. (laughs) He doesn't even need to be that old, but think about Matthew McConaughey 20 years from now. That's going to be him.
0: Ooh, or uh, Henry Winkler. Uh, The Fonz.
1: Oh, okay. (laughs)
0: Yeah. Huh.
1: Yes, that would also work.
0: It's it's a it's an old guy playing himself, playing against himself in chess, for his teeth. And it's it's. I remember seeing this when I was a kid, and it's like, I, I I was so dumbfounded at the it... end of this. Like yeah. What
1: was just happened?
0: Exactly, exactly. What did I just watch? Mm-hmm. This is an Oscar winner as well. Um, yeah, this is an OG classic, and. I think That's this funny. might R-R-R-G. be one. Of, mm-hmm. <laughs> we think alike, Grace. We've been podcasting enough we that do.
1: we we, use, <laughs> that we have the same vocabulary for mm-hmm. podcasting stuff.
0: Yep. I think this might be in my top five favorite shorts, just for how simple and how classic it is.
1: Yeah, I think so too. It's definitely one of. It's one of when we were talking about putting together a bracket, this is the first short I thought of. Mm -hmm. And it's consistently, I mean, this is one of the oldest, um, but it's consistently one of my favorites.
0: The short that I thought of didn't even make the bracket.
1: Which one was that? Boundin'. What's that one about?
0: It's about the sheep that uh, likes singing. Not singing, but likes dancing. But we're not talking about Boundin'. We're talking about Jerry's Game and For the Birds. Speaking of For the Birds, uh, For the Birds was released For in 2000, along with Monsters Inc. And it's about a group of snooty birds roosting on a telephone wire that get their just desserts when a goofy bird tries to sit with them. It's another Oscar winner, and this one is very simple. It reminded me of, uh, you know, high school. You know, you can't sit with us because you look freaky and you're not like us, and. It's very simple. Don't be a bully.
1: Don't be a bully. Tori's <laughs> <laughs> reading my notes, I swear.
0: I swear I wrote the same thing. Don't be a bully.
1: I mean, it's not like these are the complex ideas, but still.
0: It's not. It's very simple. Very easy to understand.
1: I for this one, I love how pretty it is. This is early earlier, and I love how pretty the feathers are specifically. So this is done in this is 20 years old, Tori. <laughs> yeah. Um so I love how pretty it is. I love how simple the message it is. How simple the message is, and the sounds. So I'm, I'm staying with Amber and Allison right now, and they have two dogs, and so I'm surrounded by dog toys. So the small birds sound like most dog toys. Um, so that's already kind of funny. But then the big bird sounds like my favorite kind of dog toy like that's my favorite kind of squeaker because it's not super annoying it's just silly sounding mm-hmm. um so in every time i hear that bird i just giggle i can't help but giggle but it also makes me think of rubber chicken sounds and the rubber oh my chicken gosh. singing videos and mm-hmm. uh, you know how much i love the rubber chicken singing videos
0: i think it's funny that you have a favorite dog toy sound that's very specific.
1: Once upon a time, I played. I played a lo- Paid a lot more attention to sound.
0: You still do. Just you keep it inside a little bit more. <laughs> both of the subjects for this short. So the birds and then Jerry, both made uh, cameo appearances in other Pixar movies. So Jerry is in my favorite scene from Toy Story Two. He is the toy res- restoration guy who comes and reattaches Woody's arm. And that is such a cathartic scene. Like, everybody loves watching that scene. The birds from For the Birds are briefly in cars. It's a blink and you miss it uh, when lightning Mm -hmm. is on his way from wherever the beginning of cars is to California.
1: That's funny. I've never noticed them.
0: They uh, squeak briefly when Mm -hmm. they pass.
1: I'm so mad that these are against each other.
0: (laughs) It is unfortunate. I'm going to go with Jerry's game. It's just, it's so funny and just, it's so silly. It's so silly that an old man just has, it's just, just has that imagination that he's just, you know, playing chess with himself and he's tricking himself out of his teeth. And the end, he just, (laughs) he just flips the board. And the other guy is so confused. It doesn't say anything like he does this all the time.
1: Well, and I love, I love the, like, heart attack, the, sh- the mock heart attack, and he's, like, looking to see, and then he sits back, and then he's, like, wait, like, is my heart okay? Yeah, yeah. <laughs> it's cute. <laughs>
0: and then he checks with the other guy. It's, like, are you okay? Do you want to keep going? It's so silly. But, yeah, I got to go with Jerry's game on this one, hands down.
1: Okay, I'm in. I'm, I was kind of wanting to, but then I was thinking about the bird sounds. <laughs> Okay, but Jerry's game wins for me.
0: Get to talk about our number one seed, Piper versus the winner of our play-in that we talked about a few minutes ago, uh, Jane Kwa. Piper was released in 2016 along with Finding Dory. And it's about a mm-hmm. sandpiper exploring for food by uh, the shore and uh, it account encounters scary waves. Scary.
1: Scary waves. waves.
0: And it's, this is also an Oscar winner.
1: This is what I started watching these today with. And all of us were sitting and just like, it looks so real. The graphics are so realistic. It's beautiful. And it takes a second to adjust to to how real it looks. And it's not really until you see Piper like wiggle his head that it starts to look animated to me. I don't know. This is a giggly one to me. Like every every step of the way, every like little thing that sets him back is just just makes me chuckle.
0: My favorite thing was when like the waves first hit, and mm-hmm. you see you see it just kind of like shook,
1: just, <sighs> just
0: kind of wind swept or wave swept, and it's just like, nope, I'm not doing that again. Nope, nope, definitely not doing that again. Okay. Definitely, definitely not doing
1: that. Again. <laughs> And then a wave comes up and it's still 20 feet away from me. He's like, nope, mm-hmm. screw that. No, yep. nope. nope.
0: Stay in here. Stay in here.
1: I love the little sand crab. Not the sand crab. The hermit crab. Well, is it a sand crab?
0: I know it's a hermit crab because it's in a little shell.
1: Yeah. I love the little, like, the tiny movements that the hermit crab makes to befriend Piper. Mm -hmm. um he's absolutely fearless like he's got this figured out he knows what's up he knows how to do this and just like holds his beak and yeah i thought that was really cute
0: Mm -hmm. i was thinking about this again trying to find a meaning in all of this this is kind of like being an adult Mm -hmm. for the first time because yes the kid is yes the piper is very young obviously but it, it keeps on wanting to stay at home and let mom, you know, do the the hard work and get fed. And mom's like, no, you gotta do this. You gotta figure this out yourself.
1: Mm-hmm. And
0: yes, it's scary, but here's what you gotta do. You see what your obstacle is, you see the waves are your problem and you just gotta get through it. And like he said, it meets the, the hermit crab and it's like, hey, here's, you know, kind of cheat code that we use. And no, this is the way that we do things. If it works for you, it works for you. If not, it, it doesn't. It. And I like the, the first time the Piper sees what, what it's like inside the wave when you're not getting thrashed. Mm-hmm. It's a very beautiful shot. And I am a sucker for water animation. Because it's water, majestic. It is. And water, I think, is one of those things that we don't see. It's not seen the same way in nature. Um, mm-hmm. Like when you get hit with waves, you can't really see that because your natural instinct is to close your eyes. Mm-hmm. And, I mean, we both grew up in the Galveston area. Water isn't always clear, so.
1: The water is never, no, let us let us be clear. The water is never clear.
0: <laughs> it's never clear. Like, and to have a camera eye view of what it actually looks like in clear water as the waves are washing over you, it's a very um, interesting shot animation wise. And it looks beautiful.
1: Mm-hmm. I, um, have you been to a beach that has clear water before?
0: I think once, but it wasn't a beach. It was like okay. a river. You know, when you go okay. like, to the river to, you know, drink and be a college kid.
1: Uh-huh.
0: Yeah, that's what it was.
1: <laughs> I did that last weekend for 4th of July. <laughs> you kayaked down the river. I may do that in a couple of months. Yeah, the first time I traveled and saw clear water like that, it was, it's, weird like growing up in galveston the gulf is brown and it's like shitty brown <laughs> okay anything else for piper
0: i think this is the point where we can compare them against each other i think and again it's we got to be uh objective because it's kind of apples to oranges because this is a natural it's an it's nature natural animation and chinghua is you know kind of mystical and everything mm-hmm. and I think the thing that Jing Hua has going for it is the art style like we said earlier like I would I would love to see this as a movie
1: mm-hmm. whereas
0: as Piper kind of just looks like a it kind of looks like a documentary a more cartoonish documentary
1: yeah I can see that so which one are you choosing
0: I don't know
1: I'm gonna choose Piper for this one because it's stunning visually and I love the characterization just being able to feel exactly what that little bird is feeling without any words um just through sound and and visual movement i think is really cool i think they did a really good job Hmm. it's not as deep and it's not as open to interpretation but i like the short better i'm going back to my old method of if i don't know then i'm gonna choose the one that i would want to watch over and over again
0: Piper is also longer, so there's a little bit more of that to uh, get through. Jinghua on Disney+, Plus, the video itself is like six minutes. It's kind of like it's it's five minutes long. Like a minute of it is them talking about the short, and the rest is credits, where Piper is just five minutes long. I think I'm going to go with Piper as well. I love Jinghua. I think Piper just has a little bit more substance to it.
1: So the four that have moved on so far, we have Piper, Jerry's Game, Partly Cloudy, and Float.
0: Let's go back to the bottom of the bracket and let's talk about Partly Cloudy
1: versus Float. These are drastically different feels. Although still kind of a, we have a change of emotions. We have a, a happy whimsical. So I guess maybe not. We have this happy whimsical and then we have this depressing, sad disappointment and then it comes and back to the end with acceptance and happy and
0: yeah you end up with
1: a happy ending
0: man something that I didn't mention last time because I just remembered it uh, that scene after the dad kind of shouts at the kid on the playground mm-hmm. and the kid mm-hmm. just kind of, kind of collapses inside himself oh man that's heartbreaking mm-hmm. and yeah. I, watch, I watch everything with subtitles on now but you can't really hear it. But the subtitle mm-hmm. says that the kid is quietly sobbing. And mm-hmm. I'm just like, uh, can't handle yeah. it.
1: It's heartbreaking. And you feel both the pain that the kid is feeling, the like feeling like he's disappointed his father and not being good enough and feeling like he's done something wrong, but also how mortified his the father is yeah. too that he's just yelled at his kid and that he's he's gotten to this point. What are you feeling on this one?
0: I I don't really know. I'm just trying to talk my way through it. Like it's a really, it has a really triumphant ending because the kid just wants, I mean, the kid wasn't really, he wasn't really hurting anyone either. And it's just, it's the fear of everybody else's thoughts and expectations I get kind of. Mm-hmm. It's, again, it's it's all nonverbal. But everyone just seems kind of, you know, freaked out and not so much angry. Except for that one mother that's just like glaring at him. And the dad is kind of doing all the thinking for everyone. Mm-hmm. I mean, the only, the only people it's, that he really disrupted were the people that were playing basketball.
1: Yeah, it's very much the story that the dad is telling himself. Mm-hmm. And not necessarily what everyone else is experiencing. Yeah. The more I think about this, like this is, I think, the pairing that breaks my approach before is that i think partly cloudy is the thing that i'm more likely to watch i think i'm more likely to find new things in partly cloudy but i think float is probably the better short
0: i agree it's rated higher like this is a three seed versus a seven seed and Mm -hmm. that is only based on its imdb rating which is determined by Mm -hmm. other people and i think Float is probably one of the better shorts that we'll be talking about,
1: mm-hmm.
0: just because of the the idea it presents and the way it is executed. Like it's perfect execution. It's a simple story. It's a I'm not gonna say it's an obvious story, but it's very on the nose. The first time I saw it, I watched it, and then I watched the commentary, and I was like, Oh, I was right. It's for a kid who has mm-hmm. it has some kind of, for lack of a better word, deficiency or social something that Mm -hmm. this kid is not air quotes normal but i think i think float is is the better I, i think i'm gonna go with float i like i like how funny and cute and touching that partly cloudy is but i think that float is the better short i think so too and the only reason i won't say that it's the best of the spark shorts is because the best of the spark shorts is in the other side of the bracket. We'll get to
1: <laughs> it. It's, yeah. Unde- it's undeniable.
0: Perfect. Undeniable. It is in the other side of the bracket.
1: Yeah. Okay, so Float moves on.
0: You're going to go with Float?
1: I'm going to go with Float, yeah. So now we have Piper against Jerry's game. I'm mad. I feel like, I don't know, there's some really good stuff on the right side too.
0: I think the right side is going to be tougher than this one. We'll read some of the names of what's on the right side before we close out. But Piper yeah. versus Jerry's game. What do you
1: think? I don't know. Piper's so pretty and cute. But Jerry's game is OG and funny. Mm-hmm. I think I'm going to go Jerry's game. Really? Yeah, I think I'm going to go Jerry's game. Don't don't question me. <laughs> You're going to make me waver. <laughs> mm-hmm. Um. I think I'm gonna go Jerry's Game because I've seen Piper a couple times and it still didn't stick in my mind the way that Jerry's Game has. There's something, Jerry's Game sums up the first 10 years of Pixar for me. When I think of some of my favorite Pixar movies, I think of the older stuff. I think of the late 90s, early 2000s of Pixar. And I think about those and how much I love those. And it's similar to the Renaissance movies from Disney. And I think Jerry's game kind of lines up for me.
0: I see what you mean. Because um, the Disney's 90s Renaissance is equivalent to the initial run of Pixar movies. And a big part of that were these shorts. Because... Mm -hmm you know, as a kid watching the DVDs and everything, or just watching the movies or seeing them in theaters, I would always get excited for the shorts as well as the movie itself, because mm-hmm. of the Jerry's games and For the Birds and Bound In and uh, Lifted, uh, which isn't in the bracket. And a lot of the other ones, and Presto, and all of these, mm-hmm. and One Man Band, which also isn't in the bracket. All these there all these is. shorts that are just so cute and hilarious and memorable and kind of shows you what Pixar was about. And then you mm-hmm. see their feature films, which if you had socks left, they would blow the rest of your socks off. <laughs> Admittedly, uh, when I first saw Piper, I wasn't really into it. I
1: mm-hmm.
0: recognize it now because of the animation and the story. But I think, you know, staying power and recognition and recognize the ability to be recognized. I was about to say recognizability. And I'm like, that's not a word. Sure it is. I think I will. It's a word now. I think I will <laughs> agree with you and go with Jerry's game.
1: Recognizability is totally a word. Really? Yep.
0: Cool. Look at me broadening my vocabulary. It's not lost on me that Piper is our number one C for the entire brackets. <laughs> and Jerry is a yeah. five seed. but based on, you know, IMDB ratings, which is how I uh, rank these, it's just, it's half a point. apart. Yeah. So like, these are so me, I'm gl- close together.
1: Yeah. I'm glad I didn't look at the IMDB ratings before I did this. Mm-hmm. Um, but it also makes me happy to see that Piper is rated so highly.
0: Our, uh, semi-finalists for the, for part one, we have Jerry's Game versus Float.
1: So the first thing I think of when I see these two against each other, these are kind of adult shorts. These are not very, <laughs> mm-hmm. like, super kid-friendly shorts. Are we old? Is that? I mean... <laughs> Is that what this is telling you,
0: Grace, aren't you going to be 30 in three months?
1: Shut up. <laughs> just call it just like it I'm is. I'm about there, yeah.
0: Is it going to be... Your birthday's on the 30th or the 31st? The 30th. It's going to be your golden birthday. It's be my birthday. 30th on
1: the 30th. Is that a thing?
0: Apparently, because my 29th birthday was on the 29th of March.
1: Yeah, okay. I don't
0: okay. Know. I don't think float is a kid's short because I don't think kids would get the the nuance or the the message in float. They'll just see the the kid wants to fly. Why? Why won't his? Sorry, the kid wants to float. Why won't his dad let him float?
1: Yeah, I think to really appreciate float, there's a lot of complexity that, um, and maybe maybe we're wrong. We don't have kids. We don't. We don't know. But um, I think Jerry's game is clever. And i I still think it's approachable to kids. Mm-hmm. Jerry's game came out in ninety seven
0: yeah ninety
1: seven Okay, so I was seven when it came out, and I still thought it was funny. So mm-hmm. I'm gonna go with Jerry's game not so much for the audience, but because I think it's I think it stands the test of time really well. Oh, man. I think float is one of one of those that's a social commentary, and I like that Pixar creates. Shorts and movies that include social commentary—they're—they don't shy away from that. But I think, as far as standing the test of time and general humor, Jerry's game is it for me.
0: I'm going to kind of disagree with you. I well, I agree on the on the basis that uh, Pixar is really good with their social their shorts about social commentary. And really all of their, their content that has to do with social commentary. But I think I think Float would also be able to stand the test of time because of that. Because I, I believe there will always be children that t- unless we get, you know, to brave New World level society and kids are, you know, genetically engineered to be exactly what their parents want. But I think mm-hmm. there will always be a a situation where parents are like have to check themselves, and it's like, hey, my kid may be different. My kid is different, and that's okay. Mm-hmm. Uh, after they've been like, my kid's different. Mm-hmm. There may be a situation where parents, you know, their their kid isn't exactly what they were wanting. Like the kid, the the parent who has a kid who wanted a football player or whatever, and they have a kid who likes to bake. Or something, you know. I think this will this will stand up just as well as Jerry's Game. So, our first disagreement and the first time we are going to have to pull out ah! Heather the Coin. Heather the Coin?
1: Heather
0: the Coin. I'm honestly fine with both of these, but my pick is Float and Grace's pick is uh, Jerry's Game. So, gonna go Heads, Jerry's Game, Tails, Float. Yeah. Heads, Jerry's Game. Yes! (laughs) So, our finalist and our winner of this left side is Jerry's Game, and it will go up against the winner of our right side. On the right side, in no particular order, we have Day and Night, Bow, Luxo Jr., Feast, Paperman, Tin Toy, La Luna, Just a Thought, and Kitbull. This is gonna be rough.
1: It is also. I was watching this with uh, all of those shorts with two dogs on the couch with me, and one of the dogs looks like the dog from Feast.
0: There's wow. only a dog in a Feast and Kitbull. Kit yeah. Yeah, there might be a dog in in a bow. I can't remember.
1: Uh, not, not really.
0: Are we gonna have a guess for part two? I don't
1: know. We'll see. We might.
0: Okay. We don't have a drunk Disney for this one. I feel like Hamilton would be cheating because there are a million drunk Disney's for Hamilton.
1: Um, I mean, we can do our own. It's three rule drinking game for Hamilton. Anytime anyone says Hamilton, we a one rule drinking game. Right? <laughs> One drinking. Uh, okay, so drink for every song. Take a drink anytime. <laughs>
0: huh? Drink for every drink song.
1: Drink for every song. So that's forty-three drinks. Great. <laughs> drink for every Hamilton. And time someone says shot. Take a drink, not a shot. Okay.
0: Okay. Yeah. Glad we got that
1: out of the way. <laughs> okay. There you go. Your Hamilton yeah. drinking again.
0: Cool. Easy done. I like it. You can find us on social medias on Facebook at facebook.com slash Disney versus you can find us on Twitter. Sorry, follow us on Twitter at Disney VS. Remember to rate, review and subscribe to us on iTunes and Spotify.
1: Uh,
0: Give us a five star review on uh, Facebook and on iTunes, please. If you leave us a five star review and a uh, comment, we will read it on the show. There's nothing new this time. You can also don't find,
1: actually have viewers or listeners. <laughs>
0: it's, I mean, maybe, I don't know. Met some people at, uh, what is it, a trivia that weren't like friends of ours that were just strangers that know of the podcast. So that was interesting. Oh. Yeah, it was really cool. Uh, you can also Ooh. follow us on Google Play Music where you can give us
1: 82 Luxo lamps.
0: I dig it. Like I said, we have a lot of new stuff that we're gonna be trying out. Of course, whenever they release Mulan, uh, we will definitely be doing a Mulan uh, review because I've been wanting to do a Mulan review since March, but we're still in the middle of the pandemic. Uh, I've talked about Muppets Brackets, which is our next bracket after this, Uh, Marvel Bracket. um...
1: Crazy Anatomy.
0: Can't see, but I'm shaking my head now. Uh,
1: <laughs> have you watched Forky Ask a Question yet?
0: I have. I watched them all.
1: Oh, my gosh. We could do a mini Forky bracket.
0: We could. It's, uh, it was so ridiculous. It, it was hilarious.
1: Okay. If you have not watched Forky Ask a Question yet on Disney+, Plus, um, I highly encourage you to start. Um, my favorite so far is What is Love?
0: I think What is Love is probably the best one.
1: Yeah, it's great. And it's also pretty adult. <laughs> I, th-
0: I think it also features the late Carl Reiner as uh, Carl the Rhinoceros. Uh-huh. Also, forgot to mention on top uh, at the top that uh, Carl Reiner died, unfortunately. And uh, mm-hmm. we also lost Sir Ian Holm, who was the chef in Ratatouille. Mm-hmm. And it's weird because I watched that movie... Every other day at work, watches a, oh. watches an operative word because we just have it playing, and if mm-hmm. there's time to watch it, we watch. But it's just it's literally background noise, and hearing mm-hmm. him every time, it's like I don't hear I don't hear Bilbo in that, and I think that's the point. Yeah. But it's a really good performance. Okay. RIP. Also, I was thinking about doing uh, an episode for Anastasia, which is now which is a Fox <gasps> property that is owned by. Disney.
1: Does this mean you are conceding that Anastasia is a princess? No. Is a Disney princess?
0: No. I thought of a very good reason why Anastasia will never be welcomed officially as a Disney princess and I will save that for our Anastasia episode because it's very good. That's what we call a tease. Stay tuned.
1: I'm disappointed. Okay. Wait for it. I see you. Wait for it. Wait for it. Wait.
0: Everyone be safe out there. Uh, we are still in the middle of a pandemic. Wash your hands, wear your face masks. Don't go to work if you're sick.
1: Social distance.
0: Social distance.
1: Don't shake uh, hands.
0: Wakanda forever so that you're accepted. <laughs> As always, thank you for listening. And we will see you guys next
1: episode.